At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I speak with family and children photographer Emily Supio. Emily is a masterful editor, and she also started out photography without knowing anything about her camera, and she quickly turned that into an amazing and successful business. So we talk a lot about that in this episode, and we also dive into editing tricks, how to manage a business, and much more. Please enjoy. We have an amazing community at photographycourse.net where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, join photography contests, and much more. In our community, you'll also find a 52-week project that will provide you with weekly educational videos and challenges to help you improve your skills on a regular basis. This is an amazing opportunity for you to not only enhance your skills, but also grow your network and have a wholesome experience as a photographer. We're so inspired by the amazing photographs that our members post every day. When you join our community, you'll be able to make new friends and share your progress with a passionate group of people. None of this would be possible without our members' support, so we're very grateful. In order to keep things running, we're offering exclusive membership plans that will give you access to every part of our community and our premium courses. Use the discount code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD to get 50% off your first year as a member. Go to photographycourse.net slash join and use the code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD without any spaces to claim your discount. Hi, Emily. Welcome to Great Big Photography World Podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, hi, and hi, everybody listening. I am Emily Supio, and I am super excited to be here. So thank you again for inviting me on your show today. For those of you who don't know me, and I'm sure a lot of you don't, I am a child and family portrait photographer and also a photography educator for moms and grandmas and parents who are interested in starting to learn the camera so that they can take great family and child pictures too. That's amazing. What a great introduction and what a diverse 
resume you have, let's call it. I think it's wonderful that you educate other photographers because as you said, you know, there are so many families, especially mothers, grandmothers, anyone really who want to take better photos of their children and they don't know how to do that. And you give them all the tools, even all the editing techniques that they need to capture amazing uh, memories of their families that don't look like typical snapshots. That's exactly. What camera equipment do you use? I am a believer in not having to go out there and buy like the most expensive camera out there or the newest cameras that are out there to get great pictures. And I tell my students this all the time. So I use Canon, but if who's ever listening out there doesn't use Canon, that's totally fine. I actually don't use the newest Canon model that's out there right now. I have a couple cameras that I use. I use uh, my 5D Mark so that is not the newest model out there, but I, I like it. I, I really like it. I don't have any issues with the camera at all. And so up to this point, I haven't invested more in getting the next model out there because I like the way my pictures come out. I also use, I have got a couple of the Canon Rebel series that I still use. And I use those a lot just, you know, when I'm going on vacation with my family or just want to take a couple shots with my kids and keep things a little easier. It's my smaller camera, but I like that one too. I've got a couple of those. I think I've got the five and the three on those ones. And then lens wise, my most favorite lens ever is the 135 millimeter 2.0. And then the 50 millimeter 1.4 probably comes close second for me. That's great. And I'm a Canon 5D Mark II girl as well. So virtual high five to you. Hey, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I completely agree with you. It's really important to work with the equipment that works for you. And it doesn't matter if it's latest model or something that's years and years old. And yeah, any kind of camera, I think, if used properly and with love, will work in any situation. Exactly. When you got into photography, like before you got into it, you wanted to take photographs of your family, right? And you were overwhelmed because you didn't even have a camera. You had to borrow one. And I'm sure that that was quite an overwhelming process for you as a beginner. How did you overcome that obstacle? That is a great question because if anyone is a beginner that's listening right now, you know that feeling of overwhelm and you know that feeling of frustration because I think a lot of us in the beginning, we get this camera and I did too. I didn't have a lot of money at the time. So I borrowed my dad's Canon Rebel. It was an XSI, um, which is super old, you guys. And I borrowed his camera and I thought that oh, I'm going to get these great professional looking pictures of my kids now. Like the, that's all I needed. And then it was like, I couldn't figure out the settings. I thought all I had to do is turn it to manual mode. And then I did that. And my pictures were all like just white, just totally overexposed. Like they didn't look good. And then it didn't play out the way I thought it would in my head once I got my hands on a great camera. And I was just like overwhelmed. Like, how am I going to do this? And there is, you can't just get a new camera. And what a lot of people don't realize is that you can't just get a new camera and start taking great pictures. You have to take the time to learn and understand. And once you do understand that, yes, you've got to learn this piece of equipment, the frustration hits again because there's even on a beginner level DSLR camera, like a Rebel, there's a lot of buttons. There's a lot of dials. There's a lot of menus that pop up on the back of your camera and you're not sure you know, what you've got to click on or what you've got to turn to make your picture look great. And so all of that frustration comes in. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff online. 
And I would go to the library. You know, I tried to learn in books. I tried to learn any way that I could. I would ask in Facebook groups. I would ask people in my town, which, you know, years ago that <laughs> I didn't always get the, the best uh, reception from that. But I just tried to learn everything. And again, I found that trying to learn everything and not knowing exactly what to ask or search up made learning the camera frustrating. And I think that a lot of people give up right there because they know they have to learn the camera to get better, but knowing what to ask and what to start with becomes like a whole other just a whole other issue for them, which leads to more overwhelm and frustration. And that was kind of the road that I took too, is that there was just so much out there and so much to learn. And I just had to figure out, I just had to stop for a second and start thinking and realizing, okay, what, what on this camera is helping me see the biggest results instead of trying to learn it all or trying to learn whatever I read in a book or read online and then trying to apply it. I had to stop and think like, okay, what is helping me see the biggest results. What is taking my pictures and making them the way that I see in my head? And once I figured that out, that is what I really honed in on. And that's what I really started to try to just focus on. And I left the other stuff, you know, to the side. I didn't have to learn what every single dial on that camera did. And so that's what I recommend anyone that is new listening, that is on that same path that I did and feeling that overwhelm right now, take a look at the things on your camera that you're finding to help you take those pictures that you want and really get good at those things. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. That's <laughs> great advice. I am sure that all of the listeners can relate to the overwhelm of being a beginner. And if some of the listeners are beginners now, don't feel alone. Uh, everybody's been through it. And to be fair, even professional photographers probably don't know what their camera is capable of. You know, sometimes I just randomly browse through my settings and I come across certain features that I'm not even sure like what are they what do they do <laughs> so yeah yeah we don't need to know everything about our cameras unless we want to and unless there's a very specific goal but I think in general I I've never met a photographer who knows every single thing in their camera a hundred percent I don't either <laughs> yeah you sometimes I mean for me personally I'm a very intuitive photographer to be fair, I'm not a professional, so I don't need to think too much about certain areas uh, that I need to master. But I've always been intuitive about it. I've always just worked with what I had and it's worked for me. So yeah, amazing that you you were able to overcome that big obstacle to overcome that frustration and figure out what worked for you personally. And now you are obviously a professional photographer. You have such a diverse portfolio and you're very active on social media. And something that I like about your presence on social media is that you often encourage photographers through your posts and your videos. And there was one recent post that you made about sharing a few tips on photography. And one of the tips was to never think that there's a timeline in learning photography. Everybody's on their own unique path and there's really no point in comparing yourself to someone else. I really like this approach because it creates space for appreciation rather than competition. When you first got into photography, was this already the kind of mindset that you had or did you also struggle with comparison? I 100% struggled with comparison in the beginning. I don't think there's a photographer out there that 
can say that they didn't at some point. I mean, if you never have awesome for you, I think you've got to tell me your secrets. But most people, I think, and and you know what, this isn't, this is true, not just with photography, but really any creative art form that you do is that we're looking at those photographers or those people that we aspire to be like. And we know as beginners, we're not going to automatically be there right away, right at the beginning, but we want to, we want to be. And sometimes that comparison or that not necessarily fear, but just that feeling of not getting there quick enough or wanting to get there so quick, quicker than we are, can leave us feeling really down and really bad about ourselves. And, you know, I say this in social media because it's the way that I felt at the beginning a lot of the times. And what I like people to realize is that we're none of us are trying to get to a certain place at a certain time. You're not trying to reach that same finish line that the photographers you love are trying to reach. Like everybody has a different goal and everybody has different paths. Everybody has different dreams with photography. Everyone has different everything. Like there's not this one big race that all photographers are in and there's not one set finish line. Like not at all. Like it's, it's not like that, but for whatever reason, I think, especially in the beginning, we think that we think like it's all these photographers on the line and the people that started earlier, well, they're, you know, one mile up ahead of us. And, you know, the people that have been doing it three months before us, they're a half a mile ahead of us and we're never going to get there. But the thing is you will get to your finish line or you will get to that next checkpoint when you are ready to it's inevitable. You will get there, but there's not like this end point where you're suddenly going to beat all these photographers. It's just you versus you. And that's it. And that's what I like to tell people. And that's, that will help you so much with your photography and your path to learning and the way you feel about your photos and your creativity and whatever you want to do when you realize that. That's why I put that message out there. I really appreciate that you did that. It's a very nice thing to do. Um, and as a fellow photographer, I really admire you for doing that and for trying to break that mindset that many beginners have, and even professionals have of, yeah, I'm comparing myself to everyone. And it's just a competition and everybody's ahead of me. Definitely puts you in a very pitiful place. You know, you start to pity yes. yourself a lot. You're like, oh, poor me. You know, what was me? Um, I'm not you know, getting that far ahead in life compared to other people. And it's not a productive place to be in mentally. All it takes sometimes is to just focus on yourself, your projects, take a break from comparing yourself to people. And that's not always easy to do, but it's a very important. And I remember when I was a beginner, I had a moment that I remember very clearly. I was constantly comparing myself to photographers that I admired. I wanted to be like them. And of course, I didn't have as much experience as they did. So I was extremely frustrated. And I came to a point where I like, I, I, that's it. I don't have the skills. I knew I had the skills. I just didn't have the patience. So I put my camera away for a few days and then I went back to it and returned to it after I cooled off a bit. But yeah, it's um, definitely an issue that many people can relate to. Our online photography community is a place where you can grow your skills and learn something new every single day. If you want to join conversations like this one and connect with like-minded photographers from across the world, you're in the perfect place. 
We have a special discount code for our podcast listeners. We're offering 50% off your first year as an extraordinary or limitless member. Go to photographycourse.net slash join to claim your discount with the code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD. You teach people how to take stunning photographs of their children. What tips would you give to somebody who is just starting out and wants to capture beautiful memories with their family? Oh, that's a good question. There's so many tips, so many tips and tricks out there, right? So, so if you are new, like if you just got your camera, you want to take pictures of your kids, you want to take pictures of your family. I want you first to realize that just getting that camera alone isn't going to achieve the results that you think that they will. So kind of stop thinking that right at the beginning that all you need is to, you know, buy a camera. You have to learn how to use your camera. And that starts, I think, with manual mode. So learning manual mode is, I guess, my second tip. My first tip is just realizing that you have to learn it. My second one is focus on manual mode and focus on learning those aspects in manual mode and what each one of those things do. So again, going back to what I said earlier, don't focus on learning every single button and dial and menu and everything that's on your camera. If you pick one thing, pick manual mode right now and figure out how to get that to work for you. Another tip, and this is, I mean, definitely photography related, but not necessarily so technically camera related. When you're working with kids, and I have four kids, I have four kids that were much younger when I started taking pictures of them, you're going to realize real quick that your kids don't always want to have their picture taken. And if you force it, if you always have that camera up in their face, they're not going to like it after a while. You're not going to get great pictures because you're going to get either their hand in front of your camera, you're going to get tears, you're going to get them running away from the camera. So you want to make sure that you're very respectful of your kids when you take their picture. And this is really any age, okay? Um, So I've learned things like, one, you could bribe your kids, like smile and I'll give you a lollipop or smile and you'll get some chocolate. But what I found works better than just bribing your kids is including some of those treats or toys or things in the actual photos, in the photo shoot, so that they're having fun with that while you're taking their picture. Also, letting your kids know ahead of time and you know, giving them that warning that, you know, I'm gonna be taking some pictures however much warning your kids need. So as teenagers, you know, my older son, if I said, okay, you know, Friday afternoon, we're going to take pictures. He would be, you know, that's, that's good warning for him. And he knows that's kind of like on the schedule and coming up. But if you have younger kids, maybe you just say, you know what, in an hour, I'd love to take pictures of all of you playing and then just give them a couple more reminders, like, okay, half an hour, we're going to take some pictures just so they're not, blindsided by that lens that's just suddenly blaring in their face all of a sudden. Also, sometimes kids will pose for you and smile and look at the camera, but also knowing that just natural moments and candid moments with them. And if they're not smiling, but if they're looking down and, you know, playing with something or playing with the sibling, all those shots look great too. So capturing things like that are great ways to capture your children. So 
for those people that kind of struggle with that, just remember your kids don't always like to have their picture taken. And so giving them plenty of warning, including fun things in the photo shoot or just keeping things candid will really help make your pictures look better. Great tips. Thank you so much for sharing. Mm-hmm. Photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code podcast to get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Photographycourse.net is a place where you can find an abundance of photography inspiration in different forms like premium courses, articles, video tutorials, editing resources, and much more. We have a thriving community where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, and discover new ideas every single day. Here is a message from one of our top community members, Robert Morton. Hi, my name is Rob. I specialize in wildlife photography and landscape photography. I'm a member of photographycourse.net online community. I like the community because you get some fantastic ideas and some great feedback. So take your photography to the next level by clicking the link in the description. That's what I did and I haven't looked back. If you want to join our online community, go to photographycourse.net and enter the coupon code podcast to get 50% off your first year as a premium member. I think candid photographs are sometimes better than staged and posed photos because there's just, yeah, there's a sense of authenticity in them. And especially if you're just taking photos of your family, then you're going to really cherish these little details and these little interactions in the future, even if they don't seem that significant in the moment, right? At what point did you decide to create your own business and help photographers improve their skills? I had a feeling like I wanted to start a business almost as soon as I got a camera. Not a business where I was going to teach other people, but when I got my hands on that camera that I borrowed from my dad, I wanted to make some side money. I was actually a teacher. So I taught in an elementary school. I taught evenings at the college. So I education I've always loved. So I was a teacher and photography at first was a hobby, but I thought, oh, this would be so cool if I could actually make some money, you know, taking pictures of people. And so right away, I just had that idea that I wanted to be in business taking pictures of other people. And it was a long road to do that. But eventually, you know, I I made choices where I was able to quit my day job and become full time as a portrait photographer. But After a few years, even though I really love taking pictures of other people, and I still do, 
I love that education piece. Like I was really missing that, I guess, in my life is that I wanted to, you know, still be a teacher and it just kind of was a natural fit that, oh, well, maybe I could teach photographers what I'm doing now. And with, you know, just this surge of online education and the ease of finding things online over over time, it just became a very natural fit for me to start working with people, working with people online and helping them take pictures and helping them learn how to use their camera the way that I did so that they could reach their goals. So, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't just like overnight I started my business, but probably it was around 2015 where I really started to work with other photographers and create an online photography school to help newer photographers learn a camera. That's amazing. I didn't know that you were a teacher before and yeah. love that you use that background, that passion for teaching, and you basically merged that with your love for photography. And now yeah. you have these essentially two businesses, right? And they both yes. work you very wonderfully. Yeah. Really cool. I think it just proves that regardless of your interests, no matter, it doesn't matter if they're related to photography or not, maybe there are ways in which you can use them in photography, especially if you start a business. All of your skills might come in handy at some point. Exactly. What is the most fulfilling thing about being a photography business owner? Oh, so many things, right? I mean, we capture life. We capture people. We capture kids. Being a photographer is you really have the superpower to freeze time. So it's really cool. I love going back and I love looking at the pictures of my kids that I took when they were much younger. My oldest son is in high school now and I've got these beautiful pictures of him from the time he was young. And not just my oldest one, but uh, my other three too. I like looking back at them. But being a business owner, I know that when I take pictures of other people, I know that I'm creating those memories for those people as well. And there's a lot of clients I have that I've been working with for five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe even 10 years now, people that are just repeat clients that I see year after year. And I know that they have those memories too. And then I absolutely love being able to teach other people who have the interest in photography to be able to do those same things either with their own kids or start to build their own business and gain their clients too. That's really beautiful. And I understand how precious it is to have photographs of your family, even of yourself, just to have those images every single year and to see the progress that you make as a photographer and as a client. So I definitely understand the, the beauty of that. And we as photographers, we have the superpower, as you said, to capture memories. We freeze time and we do that in a way that looks visually aesthetic as well. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. I think For me personally, sometimes I take it for granted because there are so many photographers out there and I have been taking photos for a long time. So sometimes I think, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. But then I talk to people who know nothing about photography and they express their interest in in what I do and they appreciate photography for what what it is. And so that's when I'm reminded to not take it for granted because yeah, it's it's a very special thing. It's a very special skill to have. You have four children, right? I do. I'm sure you have, you're very, very busy as a mother and as a photographer and as a business owner. How do you juggle all of that? I have to be very intentional. So that's a great question. I actually, people ask me that all the time. They usually ask me something like, oh, how do you have the time to do everything? 
And really the answer is I don't, I don't have the time. I don't juggle things. I just choose what is most important and what I need to get done. So I have to be very intentional about what I want to do. So when I am doing things with my kids and when I am choosing to do things with my kids and my family, I'm not choosing to get on and check emails. I'm not choosing to market my business. I'm not choosing to edit pictures. I'm choosing to be with my family. And the same thing with my business. When it's my business hours and when it's time for me to work and when it's time for me to teach my students and work with clients, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to help my kids with their homework. They know when it's my office hours and it's my my business time. And, you know, they, I don't try to merge the two. So I have to make sure that I'm very intentional with what I am doing and when I am doing it. And I also know that there isn't time to do everything I want to do. So I just have to do like, I, like going back to intention, just making sure that I am doing what's most important for that day and then being happy with what I've achieved during that day. And then the next day, you know, making the choices to do what I need to do to keep moving forward and being happy. And then those are the choices that I make that day. So that's my secret to doing it all, but not really. I like that answer because I think that being intentional is basically the same thing as being present. And when you're present, you're really in the moment and you absorb everything that's happening around you. And then you have clearer and sharper memories and a better living experience, right? Because if you're all over the place in one moment at any point in your life, then you're checking emails and also trying to spend some time with your family and also thinking of the future. I think that can result in a lot of overwhelm and eventually lead to burnout. If you just are intentional about the moments that you spend with your family, with your business, everything else, then I think the quality of your life increases a lot. Yeah, that's a very good tip that you shared. Very nice secret that you have. Yeah. <laughs> Not so secret, but no, I think it's a wise approach to life. You're also an incredibly talented editor. Are there any special editing programs or tools that you'd like to recommend to photographers? I use Photoshop Creative Cloud. That's the only one I recommend because that's what I use. So there are other options that are out there. And when people ask me about them, I say you're welcome to give them a try. It might connect with you. But the one that I use is Photoshop Creative Cloud. I don't use Lightroom a lot. Unlike a lot of other photographers, I usually use ACR, which is Adobe Camera Raw. And I do slight edits, some small edits on that. And then I bring my photos into Photoshop. Occasionally I use Lightroom. Lightroom is not a bad program if that's what you're using. So you just have to find a program that works with you, that connects with you. With Photoshop Creative Cloud, you get Adobe Camera Raw, you get Lightroom, and you get Photoshop, and you get all the most current updates to them. So you get all three of those programs and a few other ones in there too. And that is the monthly service. I don't work for Photoshop. I kind of I feel like I'm kind of trying to sell that, but again, I want to say I don't I don't work for them. But it's what I use and what I the only thing that I recommend to people. But there are other ones out there, and whatever one you use is okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Photoshop is amazing because it has so many tools and it's always mind-blowing to me. I still haven't been able to master Photoshop because like professional cameras, it has so many features and it's constantly being upgraded. So I'm always very surprised by everything that it's offering. So honestly, even just using that as a program alone, without Lightroom, without any other additional programs, that's enough. And as I can see by looking at your work, it's definitely more than enough. 
What should everyone know about children photography, especially when it comes to the posing side of things? Um, oh, that's a good question. So if you want to take posed children's photography, there's a couple things that you've got to realize. One, if you're working with, you have to understand that kids have different dispositions. They have different personalities. They are different ages. So posing, for example, a toddler who doesn't like to sit still, who is always on the move, it's going to be difficult to do a posed photo session with that child. And it's always a good idea to communicate with your client and the parents beforehand so you understand the child before you try to take pictures. And I know this because my youngest child, who is eight now, he has ADHD And for like, for most of his life, we knew right away, like he was just on the go moving all the time. He still is today. And so I do very, very little posed sessions with him. When you see a picture of him, it's either I caught it on that one five thousandth of a second that I had my shutter speed set at, or it's him doing something in just candidly. So first, I would check with the parent and client about just the disposition, the personality, the age of the child. If they are able to, you know, pose and sit still and have that interest and are an age where they can follow direction, you still want to have fun with it. So like I said earlier, incorporating things in the photo shoot where they might have fun with that, either letting them, you know, choose the clothes that they're wearing or choose a prop or choose an accessory or, you know, have that lollipop in their hands that might be cool or their special teddy bear. All of those things are cool, again, depending on the age. Um, but when you're posing a child too, you want to follow those same rules as you would with any other person, right? So you want them to look good. You want to make sure that there's no hair in front of their face. You want to make sure that maybe their hands are in their pockets or folded in front of them. You want to make sure that there's nothing in their, in their, you know, toys in their pockets or phones in their pockets or whatever kids are keeping in their pockets. You want to make sure that their clothes are all, you know, ironed and nice and, you know, not all wrinkled up or not dirty, or they don't have boogers hanging out of their nose or, you know, dirt all over their face like kids sometimes do. So you want to make sure that they're all cleaned up so you don't have that, those editing issues later on. So I hope that kind of helps a little bit with, with posing kids. Oh, definitely. So basically attention to detail is very important in children photography. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a good point. I've never taken photographs or professional photographs of children. And so I've never had to think about that because usually when you work with adults, they take care of all that themselves. You know, do I have any dirt in my face? Yeah. <laughs> do I have a phone in my pocket? And there's very little guidance you need to give to them in terms of that. But with children, they're not very aware or they're totally unaware of what's happening on their face. And so, yeah, it's very important. To, mm-hmm. to take care of as a photographer. That's amazing. So you basically have to balance that and take great photos of them and <laughs> adjust to their personality. As you said, they have different dispositions. Wow, it's significantly more difficult than taking photographs of adults, right? There's adults with some difficult dispositions too, right? So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, kids, I mean, yeah, it is. It's, it's a different ballgame working with kids than adults. Absolutely. Well, Emily, are there any products of your own that you'd like to promote in this episode? 
Well, I do have the Cozy Clicks Online Photography School. So I have two programs that where I work with students that are open for enrollment throughout the year. Neither is open right now. I do, though, have... A, um, a couple free things for people that are listening. One is I do have a free online class that's available uh, right now at cozyclicks.com forward slash framework. That's a free online class for beginners. And then I also have just a free manual mode handbook for those people that have you know a brand new camera. And like I said earlier, Learning manual mode is the first thing to do to really start taking those professional pictures. So if you would like a copy of that, you can download that for free at cozyclicks.com forward slash handbook. Amazing. That's really exciting. And I have one more question for you. What is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? Oh, I I just get to pick one. (laughs) Yeah, just one. (laughs) You can pick two if you want. Um, (laughs) one thing that I would want to achieve, well, it's just being happy, enjoying what I'm doing, always enjoying what I'm doing and always being happy with the process and, you know, having fun with photography, because if it's not fun, if you're not having fun, if you're not happy with it anymore, then it's probably time to put the camera away. So what I want to achieve is just always finding that happiness and fun with photography. That's wonderful, Emily. I'm sure that you'll be able to continue doing this for a long time because you have such a unique style and you're so open as a photographer. I love that you're helping others and building such an amazing portfolio at the same time and also juggling your family life. You're really handling everything very elegantly and graciously. So kudos to you. Thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom in this episode. I learned a lot from you and I wish you the very best with your photography journey. Thank you. I appreciate it. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. I really love that Emily is so open about her journey as a photographer, especially when it comes to her beginnings, because I'm sure we can all relate to that feeling of not knowing how to operate your camera, of feeling intimidated by all the buttons. And if you still feel that way, that's completely fine. You don't need to know how your camera works unless you want to. It's important to know the basic settings, and then from there you can keep growing and Every day there's something new to learn, so don't rush the process. If you want to join this conversation, ask Emily some questions, or just share your thoughts on these episodes, make sure to join our online photography community. There's a lot you can learn there. We've got a very supportive group of people, and I'm sure that you'll love being a part of it. So make sure to click on the link in the description to find out more. See you next week. Our photography community wouldn't be what it is without its amazing members. We're working on many exciting projects and have lots of great perks waiting to be discovered by you. For a small monthly fee, you'll receive all kinds of perks. If you join as an extraordinary member, you'll get an ad-free experience, access to every subforum, access to our 52-week project, the ability to connect with all of our members, and more. As a Limitless member, you'll get all of the perks that I just mentioned and access to all of our premium courses and Lightroom presets. This is the perfect opportunity for anybody who wants to elevate their skills without paying thousands of dollars for courses. We're sure that you'll love being a part of our community if you're a fan of this podcast. In addition to meeting new people, you'll learn something new about photography every day, which will help you improve quickly. It's also much more fun to take photographs when you have a group of amazing photographers supporting you. 
Go to photographycourse.net to find out more and to get 50% off your first year as a member. We can't wait to see you in our community. And again, just as a reminder, go to photographycourse.net slash join to claim your discount with the code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD. We can't wait to see you there. There's a simple reason why photographycourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.